It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Celtics podcast day to day, especially when the season get hectic. I stay waiting on it like receiving a Nets pick. Nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV. So in depth, you might even hear a story on Gigi. So in depth, they might do an hour about the D League. So in depth, you probably should pay them, but it's a freebie. Yeah, John Corrales and Jay King locked on trying to get the 18th ring. So you can miss me with the blah blah. No more Geno time. We watching Jay do the Zaza. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us part of your daily routine. We're here for you Monday through Friday, even here at this part of the Celtics offseason where not a whole hell of a lot is going on. So today we're going to talk about Kevin Durant, and apparently he's done the worst possible thing in basketball, which he was completely entitled to do, and we all know that he was entitled to do it, but it's still the worst thing ever. So we're going to talk about it. The Rain and Jays, John Corrales here, Jay King, brought to you today by the folks at Boston Paintball, and uh, I'm sure a lot of folks out there would love to take a, a paintball gun to Kevin Durant just to... Mess him up a little bit, mess up the pretty boy and his fancy little Golden State Warriors that are just beating the life out of Cleveland and just reducing LeBron James to memes and sniping at reporters in the locker room. Yeah, I mean, the the crazy part about the first two games is that LeBron has been great. Yeah. And it's not like he's laying down and and the Cavs are just getting run over while he's last and great. He he was phenomenal in game, especially in the first half of game two, getting to the rim time after time. And the Warriors are just relentless. They they just have too much. They had twenty turnovers and they still scored hundred thirty two points. It's ridiculous. Totally outrageous. They had a forty point first quarter with eight turnovers. It's it's astounding what they're doing and they just have more talent than anybody they play a better brand of basketball than anybody and and I, I want I want to point this out first like I really do admire that team because there's no egos there they they share the ball they cut hard they play better defense than anybody does they they have guys who are former MVPs like Durant and Steph Curry busting their ass defensively, busting their ass with cuts to get open, who don't need the ball. 
Like it, it really is. It, it's it's incredible to to watch from a from a basketball purist standpoint how dedicated these guys are to playing basketball the right way. Even though you know, with the exception of Durant, all, all those top top guys they've already won a title. They they've been on a team that that won more than six games. Like that's just an accomplished bunch, and still. Like they they don't care about anything except getting getting that next win and then playing the right way and it really is, it really is incredible. But the downside of that is there's no competition left. They're 14 and 0 in the playoffs. They haven't lost one game with all their starters since since like March 11th, early March. Like <laughs> it's it's ridiculous, and and we're we're watching something that that's. That's at the same time awesome, and something that every team should strive for, and also something that kind of sucked the life out of the NBA postseason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and look, everywhere you go, there are people who are listening that hate uh, Kevin Durant for the decision that he made. Now, I'll, I'll say up front that I I completely disagree with that. I'm not going to tell you how to be as a fan. When I say these things, it's that's my personal opinion. And you have your opinion, and that's that's fine. But uh, I think there's just two different two different ways to look at this. I, I I'm almost always going to skew towards the player. I think the players have the right; they've earned the free agency. If they want to all get together and and get paid a million dollars a year instead of max money, so they can get together on one team and win twenty championships in a row, then so be it. It's not great for the the, the NBA competitively as a whole, but this is they these are the rights that they have. So Kevin Durant got to Golden State on this weird kind of bunch of things that happened at the same time where they they weren't paying Steph Curry the money that he he should have been making his ankle issues. Uh, they they had a little bit of a break there. They had that crazy cap spike that if they if the players union had agreed to the cap smoothing proposals, then no chance Durant would have would have gone anywhere. Well, at least not to Golden State. Maybe it wouldn't have left Oklahoma City. Maybe it would have come to Boston. Who knows what would have happened at that point? But in the end, he goes where he goes, and I think he's well within his rights to go. That I know you wrote that on MassLive.com, but I understand the feeling that it's still not fair, uh, and I agree with you that. It's, it is fun to watch, though. It is really fun to watch those Golden State Warriors do what they do. It's just it, it's as much fun as watching Mike Tyson knock people out in the first round in his prime. That that was there was no real competitiveness, but you just watch them tear through people. You're like, oh my god, it's amazing. But the ripple effect goes beyond no competition for the the NBA playoffs and and. It goes. It, it kind of hurt the Celtics in a in a big way, and Ryan Bernardoni's been out there talking about it on other podcasts. Talked a little bit about it here. Write about it on Celtics Hub. Danny Ainge had a plan to get Al Horford and Kevin Durant, and by all accounts, Durant was supposedly close or considering it. In, in the end, he decided to go. He wanted to live and work in the San Francisco, Oakland Bay Area. So be it. He left. But in doing that, he created such a level of imbalance that 
the Celtics' plan that they had put together to have the max, two max slots and all of these picks to kind of either trade or go along with them. Now, all of a sudden, that that plan, I don't know if it's out the window, but it, it has to be seriously rethought because how do you compete now with, not just with Cleveland, you can, you can make an argument that you can put a team together that will challenge Cleveland because they're getting older and getting closer to tax implications or whatever, but now you've got to go against Golden State. You've got to put a, a team together that's got to compete against the Warriors. So I, I guess like Durant's decision to go to Golden State's really completely changed what Dane had planned for the Boston Celtics. I got a text from someone in the NBA the day Durant signed with the Warriors, and it said something like, what the bleep are the rest of us going to do? Shoot for 2020. And and that's kind of how it is. It's like it's like they, they were put together by such a fluke. Stephen Curry had this outrageous contract. The the NBA had this, this like one-time window where – salary shot up so much that almost every team had maximum cap space and then Kevin Durant not only became available but became available at a time when a he was fed up enough with the Oklahoma City Thunder to at least seriously consider other changes and b prioritized what the Warriors were selling and wasn't afraid to of the backlash that he knew he would be met with by going to such uh, incredible team already ready built to win 70 games without him never mind with him so it was it was a stunning set of circumstances that that will never happen again and and other teams are, are left looking at that like like what the heck are we gonna do yeah <laughs> like like lebron james is helpless against these guys lebron james yeah. the guy who was who has run through the nba for however many years one of the top two or three greatest players of all time even when he's he's sharp and great his teams are getting blown out it's it's astounding and and so yeah so the celtics like there's no obvious path to get to where they want to go and and their lone stated goal is winning a title so knowing that the warriors are out there a how do you get there B, the answer is you don't because nobody <laughs> can. And and so so you kind of have to maybe not adjust expectations but but realize like the the tiny chance you have of putting together a competitive team and and maybe maybe altering your plans because the Warriors no matter what you do, they are going to be there. Yeah. You know, you just go back to when they were pitching Durant, and you'd wonder if there was anything that they could have done differently. And, they, I mean, what could they have done differently? They brought in Tom Brady. They brought in, you know, they had Coach Stevens in there, who's very convincing. Um, yeah, and you heard, like, when you heard how players were after the All-Star game, they'll, do you feel like that Brad Stevens could <laughs> talk people into anything? So I'm sure that the Celtics had an impressive kind of pitch, it just boils down to, I think, that he just wanted to live and work in the Bay Area with guys that he knows he got along with 
and with a, a, a team that was more ready-made to win. Uh, I don't know that the Celtics could have done anything differently at that point, unless maybe they took him out playing paintball. Could have been a way to get him into Boston. <laughs> well done, man. Can you imagine a pitch where you say, you know what, forget the championships, forget all that stuff. It's us. It's the guys on the team. We're going to go to Boston Paintball and see how much fun you can have with these guys. That would have been a great pitch, I think. It would have been a lot of fun. You see Kevin Durant out there kind of like going on all fours, doing the army guy thing. Like That would have been been pretty good. But uh, I, I think that what you should do if you're listening is you should get in touch with Boston Paintball because now the spring... It's, it's nice. You're probably wondering for what you want to do with the, your friends, your family. You've got maybe a, a, a family reunion or graduation. It's graduation season. All these different things. So many different ways to plan parties. No one thinks about paintball, but you should. And you should go to Boston Paintball because they've been in business for a long time. And they've seen the entire industry. It's changed a lot in 20 years. And they promise that you will be the hero of your party because they've got three different versions of paintball to choose from. You've got kids as young as eight years old playing uh, this thing called Splatmaster. You've got a low-impact classic paintball for players who are 10 years old, and you can get private group play for uh, your just your whole family, for everybody. They have three locations in Massachusetts. They get completely different experience. So you can try all three and get this whole big thing, or you can pick one that you think you might like better. So you can go to Chelsea and get indoor night play. You can go to Maynard and get outdoor competition in the, in Woodsball Fields. And you can go to Ashland and get the 23-building apocalyptic, apocalyptic cityscape with the hospital, an airplane, and an army deuce. That seems like the absolute way to go. But I would recommend trying all three. Boston Paintball. Operated by a Celtics season ticket holder. So keep your money in the family. Support a local business. Support a Celtics fan. They got their start over on Causeway Street, right by the old Boston Garden. And they've been part of the good times for over 1 million players. They're a leader in the field and in the industry. You can trust them with your party. You can trust them with their kids. You're going to have a great time. So go to bostonpaintball.com. Use the coupon code GREEN. You'll get 50 bucks off a group package. You can get video tours of each facility to decide which one you want to go to. And like I said, bossandpaintball.com, coupon code GREEN, 50 bucks off a group package. Check them out. Anyway, so now I guess you wonder what the Celtics are going to do. What's the approach that the Celtics take now that Durant has gone off to Golden State? Do you put together a team that is going to contend now as best you can and do the Gordon Hayward type of, you know, you pursue Gordon Hayward and hope that, okay, we're going to get past Cleveland. Let's say you put together a team that's going to win now, get past Cleveland, and that you hope can either be a constructed way that would just be a tough matchup for the Warriors, no matter how good they are. There's always the possibility of a tough matchup if you have the right guys in the right positions. I'm being optimistic here. Follow me. Or B, do you hope that the Warriors somehow implode or eventually 
there's not that you root for an injury, but you say eventually somebody's going to not be there for the season. Do you put together a team now and just kind of hope for some of those things? Or you say, screw it, the plan that we had isn't working. We're going to tear it up and we're going to go not just Markel Fultz, but we're going to go with the Nets pick next year. And you start looking for potential trades. Isaiah Thomas, Al Horford, these guys. Maybe you just start completely starting over and with the hopes that in three years when the Warriors are no longer viable, people make too much money, they're not going to pay the tax or whatever, that that's when you can kind of be competitive as, as a finals contender. I think you go out this summer, you try to use the cap space on a guy like Gordon Hayward, maybe Blake Griffin, although Hayward would, I think, be the number one choice because he's better, he's healthier, he's younger. Um, so you go out, you try to get him. You don't have to spend any assets to go get him. He's a free agent. And you try to compete with the team you have and try to keep keep developing and See what happens with Markel Fultz. See what happens with Jalen Brown. See what happens with next year's Nets pick. And groom those guys. And you know what? Maybe a couple years from now or three years from now, the a team like the Pelicans with Anthony Davis will still be struggling and will be forced to trade him because chances are he's not going to stay in New Orleans where they haven't put a team around him. Or some other situation goes bad with some other superstar that we don't foresee or some, some other opportunity comes up where you can you can get the, the superstar, like super-duper star type player that, that you're going to really need to challenge a team like the Warriors or even a team like the Cleveland Cavaliers with LeBron James. And and you, you keep all those options open for, for when that time comes. But I think you have to kind of straddle the line between the now and the tomorrow because, look, look, there, there's a chance with the way that the Celtics have been built and with the way the NBA is now, that that this Celtics team will be really expensive pretty soon and they won't be a title contender. But even if you don't go out and spend the money on a guy like Gordon Hayward and then you have to pay guys like Avery Bradley, Marcus Smart, Isaiah Thomas, like this team's going to become pretty expensive pretty quickly no matter what unless you totally pivot right away to – five years from now, six years from now, and I think it would be really difficult to do that given given the talent of the team right now and the fact that you have guys like Markel Fultz, Jalen Brown developing, or Markel Fultz, I, I say it like they're automatically going to pick him, but, but Markel Fultz, whoever the number one pick will become, those guys developing to, to maybe push the team to the next level, maybe open a window that you didn't know would exist. So, so I, I think it would be really tough to pivot from from the now to the later when when you still don't know how far the now could go with with those extra pieces developing. Yeah, and it, there's so much at play here and where we just look at it from a competitive standpoint. There's money involved not just with the Celtics uh, being good. Every every playoff game is added money into these guys' pockets, the ownership's pockets. The the Celtics being a competitive 50-plus win team is brings in increased revenue. Increased interest means people are going to spend more money to advertise with you. 
you're going to bring in more revenue. And that is important because if the Celtics are going to be taxpayers at some point, the more revenue you make now and you can theoretically bank, the more that the, the owners are going to be willing to pay down the line. So there's the the hinky-esque approach that says if you're not going to be a finals contender, you might as well just suck and look, you get the Brooklyn pick next year and you can get you you can tear it all down and get two top five picks next year. And maybe you trade for other lottery picks and you go complete youth movement. You know what I mean? Like that's I don't think the Celtics are going to go that way. I think there's merit to constructing a team that can be good in the short term and give you some flexibility in the long term. And maybe if you go to Gordon Hayward or Blake Griffin or whomever and and you say here's a unique situation where we're not going to we're not looking at 5-year contracts, 4-year contracts. We're looking at a three-year contract, two-year contract, something that allows a guy to cash in and then you can kind of give them an opportunity to test the market in a couple of years or maybe you do something with Isaiah Thomas that's a little more short-term. Maybe you don't do that full five-year extension. There's there's possibilities here that we, we haven't explored because Danny Ainge and Mike Zarin and those guys are geniuses and we're podcasting uh, you know, from our respective homes and so they know things that we don't and i'm waiting to figure out what that is but i think there's there's probably an option somewhere where they can build a short-term pseudo contender structure things in a way that doesn't completely tear them down tax-wise and then they can in two or three years really go gung-ho with the young guys that are coming into their own. Marcel Fultz hitting year three of his of his NBA career and really taking off as a star. Yeah, uh, and, and while you were talking about that, it, it just, this this final series has, has pointed out even more than the Eastern Conference final, how crazy it was that people were upset Danny Ainge didn't go out and get more at the trade deadline. Like, like Serge Ibaka or PJ Tucker would have been enough, right? Right. right. Like, you know, like, like he Ainge Ainge knows better than we do that he needs a lot more. And and watching the finals, it's it's every even like decent player is just even pretty good players are just totally marginalized. Like J.R. Smith is a good player. He's a good wing. He looks terrible against the guys that Golden State has out there, and it, it, like if you're not really, really freaking good against Cleveland and Golden State, you're just a huge liability. And it, it's crazy to see that level of basketball, but but the Warriors are so damn good that like they can turn good players into just just outright liability. They expose even good players. So, so no, the Celtics weren't at all close. Um, also, watching the playoffs has, like, I, I as a basketball fan, I, I really wish, like, it's, it's cool to see the Warriors, and it's incredible to see them do what they do. They could be there for three, four years after this one 
Like their their stars are all under thirty. Their team is could age into an absolute dynasty. And watching the playoffs, it just really made me think it, the NBA would have been in a better place if Durant had gone to the Celtics. Imagine what the conference finals would have been like. Honestly, like Durant versus LeBron, Isaiah versus Kyrie in the conference finals, and then on the other side. Like San Antonio with a, a a real shot, a really good San Antonio team with a real, real shot to knock off the Warriors instead of if I had stayed healthy in that series, San Antonio was getting steamrolled like anybody else was. So I, I really do wish, like watching how dominant they've been, if he had just relocated conferences, he could have he could have changed the the imbalance of the East and. You know, helped out some of the imbalance in the West at the same time. But obviously, he wanted to go to the Warriors. He wanted to win titles, and, and he's getting exactly what he wanted. He, he is he is on the biggest stage, and he is in a perfect situation for him. Titles to be amazingly great to prove that he's maybe the best player in the world. Like he is up there. He has put on two offense defense shows in games one and two. His defense has been unreal. Like just just making plays. Down low, he's playing center sometimes. He's blocking shots. He's getting steal. He's guarding LeBron. He's scoring thirty plus points. Like he's doing absolutely everything. It, it's it's exactly what he envisioned when he went to Golden State, and still and, and I can respect that and I, I can admire that that he's doing that and that the Warriors are as incredible as they are, and still be kind of annoyed that this could happen for the next three or four years and we could be watching lopsided playoffs like this for half a decade. Yeah, I, no, I get that. I get that. Um, I don't know. I, I, for me, it, it doesn't bother me as much. And I, I'm probably in, in a very strong minority here where I, I think a team like that, there there's, first of all, there's always going to be something. They're, they're going to have a problem at some point. Something is going to go wrong for them. Now, yeah, a couple of years from now, they might lose a postseason game. <laughs> but there's we we all look. I, I'm telling you, there's always something unforeseen that it looks like they're going to be this unstoppable juggernaut for five years, could be ten years, who knows how long it goes, depending on how the salaries go and whatever. There's always something that makes you say, oh, oh, well, that changes everything. Something like that will happen. I don't know what that's going to be. Maybe it's going to be money. They've got contracts coming up. Steph Curry needs to get paid. Kevin Durant is under contract for one more season. He's got a player option. So... I assume he's going to exercise that player option, but maybe he doesn't. Maybe he opts out and things change. Or maybe he takes a pay cut, for all we know. I, I don't know what's going to happen there, but Curry needs to get paid. Iguodala is going to be a free agent. Livingston, Pachulia, they're all they're all free agents. I mean, these guys, McGee is out. Players that are making contributions. And meanwhile, they're, they're, they got a ton of salary committed. So... I don't know what's going to happen, but something's going to happen. Something's going to come up. And if they have an injury or somebody gets pissed off or, you know, maybe maybe it's Steve Kerr has to retire because he doesn't, 
his back is just too bothersome, and the coach comes in that just the entire thing changes, the dynamic changes, and like Kerr has been the, the a perfect coach for them. He's perfect for them, and I know Luke Walton stepped in, and I know you know they've had nice kind of fill in coaching performances, but he's really even in his injured state. He's the coach, and his personality permeates that locker room. He's part of why they're so great and so free and so loose. What happens if he has to retire and he can't be their coach? You can get a coach in there that screws things up and that the chemistry kind of changes. So that's a possibility. And maybe it sounds like I'm grasping at straws, but I know that something always comes along that radically changes the plan. And we don't know what it is yet. It's unforeseen, but something always changes the plan. So I like the idea of having this juggernaut up there. And I like I always put it, it's going to be a hell of a tree to chop down. To, to You know, they're so dominant that beating them is going to feel so amazing. And somebody, somebody will beat them. They will get beat somewhere along the line. And so, I don't know. I think... I'm not. I'm not as. I'm not as down. I'm. I'm not. I'm not part of the overall outcome. Everything's you know horrible that Durant is there. I don't. I just don't feel that way. Marco Fultz will topple them in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Interesting conversation to be had. I guess. Um, like I said, I, I. I just don't stand where a lot of fans stand on Durant. Which is fine. You can hate him. You can think it's a bitch move. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't criticize him. Russ had a I don't great... either. I don't either. I'm just as a, as a fan of basketball. I am at once in awe of what they're doing, and and irritated by it. Right. I get that. Um, Russ Bankston uh, is. If you're not following him on Twitter, you should. Uh, he had a great little uh, tweet storm where or a thread. Now we're calling him threads. Uh, he, he says, we, meaning media and fans and players, make championships the be-all and end-all. And then we wonder why stars chase them above all. All of that 73 wins doesn't mean anything without a championship talk last year. And then how could KD join a 73-win team? You can't have both. And it goes on and on. Which is, it makes perfect sense. To me, that makes sense. I completely agree with this. That we, as basketball fans and observers... Put championships above all else. If you don't have a ring, there's something wrong with you. Yet, we collectively say, well, we want you to win that ring a certain way. And I think there's a bit of hypocrisy because we suspend those rules when it comes to our favorite team. Like, if the Celtics were stacked, if the Celtics had just won three straight titles, and then Durant came over, there wouldn't be a single person in Boston who goes, oh, no, that's terrible for competitive balance. There'd be parties in the streets. People would be loving it. If the Celtics were the Warriors right now and had all of that talent in one place, there wouldn't be a single Boston fan who said, I don't like this for the league. They'd be like sitting there just buying replica banners and hanging them in their own in their own houses. That I and I get it. That's how fans act. That's how you want that it's a it's a matter of civic pride. You want to be able to say, I'm from Boston, and look at all the championships my favorite team wins. That makes you feel good. It makes you feel better than the fans of other places. But you can't have it both ways. In my opinion, you can't have it both ways. If Dur- if you were willing to have Durant come to Boston and and have that, you can't be pissed. 
that he went somewhere else that and, and that he went there with the goal of winning a ring. If we sit there and make rings so damn important, and he's like, yeah, I want to win, win a ring too. And I'm not going to win it here in Oklahoma City. A, a franchise which, by the way, moved from Seattle to Oklahoma, chain, completely left the city in the lurch. A franchise that, and with an owner that essentially forced them to trade James Harden because they didn't feel like they could keep that whole team together and completely changed that. He, he could have won there. Imagine Harden and Westbrook and Durant. They had to trade Harden because their owner wasn't willing to pay the, the luxury tax. And it's more nuanced than that, but that's just kind of the general sense. And then after all of these things happen, he says, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be here. Maybe he didn't want to play with Russell Westbrook. He's like, fine, I'm out. Like, I can't criticize the guy for that. He did a lot for Oklahoma City. And then he wants to win a ring and he wants to play with guys. He wants to be in a situation where he's like living carefree. Perfect. Fine. Go where you need to go, man. So I, I just, again, I'm not telling you how to be a fan. If this is how you want to be, that's fine. I just don't agree with it. And I think it's. I think that there's a little bit of a, you know, I, a little bit of a hypocrisy. Uh, that's just, that's just my take. Hypocrites. Everybody's <laughs> a hypocrite. <laughs> I just know it. Right, it, but if you if if it was Boston, even if Boston had all of these stars and they want to add another star, there's nobody in Boston that would say no. Don't do that. It's bad for the league. Well, of course, but 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 the thing is, it, the competitive imbalance. It's, it's great if, if you're the one team with, with all the talent. But the 29 other teams, it's going to be hell to catch the, the Warriors over the next however many years. Yeah. No, and it's true. I, I it, don't disagree with that. Yeah, and so so th- that is a daunting, daunting task. Before we end, I just want to apologize. If I sound a little little tired, a little out of it, I, I have been sick today. I, I just woke up from a nap. I, I – and I, I only reveal this because I just want to pat myself on the back and, and just let the people know <laughs> that, that I've, I've been I've been playing hurt and, and really really persevering through through illness to to give you people the the proper podcast that you deserve. But I I am I am sorry if I'm not my my normal wonderful self. You know I I don't throw around the word hero all that often. <laughs> But you, sir, are the greatest hero in American history. I mean, I'm I'm up there. <laughs> uh, that's a good place to end the show. If you want to be a hero, take your family and your friends to Boston Paintball. It's going to be a fun time. Go to bostonpaintball.com. Use the coupon code GREEN to get $50 off a group package. Tell them that you heard the ad on Locked On Celtics. Let them know. Again, support a local business. Support a Celtics fan who's running this local business. Go there. It's going to be a great time. Spend the day or the night playing paintball at Boston Paintball. Go to bostonpaintball.com. Coupon code GREEN. When booking, you get 50 bucks off a group package. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please do that. You'll get the podcast right to your phone. It's automatically downloaded. It's perfect. Then... If you are a subscriber and you haven't rated us five stars, please do that. Leave us a little bit of a review. Let people know why they should be listening to us on a daily basis because we are the only Daily Celtics podcast out there. We're here for you. 
every day, Monday through Friday. So thanks for listening. This has been the Locked On Celtics Podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.